0: One, I think that if you're a company or a brand and you, and you don't have a podcast, you're leaving money on the table and you're leaving impact on the table. You're not you're not able to help people out if you don't have a podcast. I think everybody should have a podcast telling your story, talking about your brand, because the right people will hear that. And so the people that are most listening to my show, they're entrepreneurs, they're guys that are working the nine to five maybe they have a side hustle on that and they're trying to work their way out of that nine to five and so i've been truly blessed to have some of the, the folks that have been on my show like ed my and bradley and john gordon to speak life into these guys right and speak life to me as well but I, I think that the majority of listeners are probably 70 30 split male to female welcome to the
1: legacy roadmap podcast your ultimate guide for creating a lasting legacy as an entrepreneur whether you're an ambitious entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner Our podcast offers insightful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have navigated the path of legacy creation. We explore topics that matter to you personal responsibility, financial growth, leadership, and succession planning. Our goal? To equip you with practical insights and strategies that help you transition from simply running your business to building a legacy. Join us each week as we delve into purposeful discussions aimed at positively impacting future generations. Your journey towards leaving a lasting legacy starts right here, right now. Let's dive in.
0: does your business serve homeowners if so you need to know about hoa.com the number one referral network for professionals who serve homeowners and we're looking for quality contractors and home service pros that we can recommend and refer to homeowners in your area not only will you get promoted on the hoa.com website you'll get business from other certified pros and premier pros in your market these people serve homeowners every day so we help you build referral partnerships that keep referrals coming to your business for years to come go to hoa.com Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today.
1: Do you want to make more money in your business? Most business owners focus on building revenue. That's not enough. Building profits is what feeds your family and almost no business owner understands how to build profit without building revenue. I can show you with near-perfect accuracy the exact business growth strategies that will generate the most revenue for your business in the shortest amount of time, focused on building profit. Learn more at bizlife.coach. Our guest today was raised in a broken home, battled addictions, jailed at 18, bankrupt at 21, only to turn everything around. Eric Allen gave his life to Jesus at 24, and now 18 years sober, beautiful wife, two kids, host of the Eric Allen Show, John Maxwell certified coach who helps men of faith feel confident in sharing their redemption stories and helps entrepreneurs get known and noticed online. Robert talks with Eric Allen about his journey of redemption and of the power of sharing redemption stories. Eric helps entrepreneurs tell better stories and get noticed online. It's important to focus on the small wins. When you stack those wins, you start to believe your story and that belief empowers you to serve others at a higher level. Well, Eric, thanks so much for jumping on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, man. It's truly an honor to be here.
1: Obviously. So I typically, starting the conversation, we talk about legacy. And so as a business owner, um, investing in your family and your future, tell me what what does legacy mean to you, Eric?
0: Oh, legacy. I love this, man. Uh, Legacy for me is you know it's it's changing the game for for my kids and so my wife and i we both came from crazy broken homes i, I would say you know getting into my story like you know broken home parents divorced at 11 you know i was moved 8 uh, 21 times between the age of 18 and 21 battled addictions jailed at 18 baked up to 21 right uh, craziness and so when my wife and i got married we said i do And that's to say I do to everything, but to to break the chains of divorce, abuse, rejection and addiction and really change the legacy for our kids moving forward for future generations. And it's that that's awesome. That's important Uh, for me. It's also podcasting. Like I wish that I could go back three, four generations deep and hear my great grandfather talk and tell me his story from him. I can't do that, but I can do that for future generations. Now, my tribe, and they get to look back and go, "Man, great, great grandpa Eric, man, I, I love this story. I got to hear it from him directly." And so, legacy is a massive thing for me.
1: Man, I, I, I think you're the first person that's mentioned a podcast as, as legacy. We've had, I've had other conversations where somebody mentioned, you know, my kids will be able to listen to this, but not with that same intentionality um, yeah. that you're mentioning.
0: It's huge. My son, who's 10, he got to interview my grandma who will be 90 this year, like for a school project. And I said, man, what a cool thing. Like he got to ask, he was asking her questions. I didn't even know about my grandma. And it was like, she, you know, we were calling her from another state and saying, can you just click this button on your computer and we'll record it on our end. And, you know, her face is like this close to the camera. Right. But we got to interview her and
1: it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, that's a legacy that we had to share for generations, you know? Yeah. What a, what a blessing. Um, you know, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2015. And, Mm. and even by the time, by that time, you know, she was already starting to, well, obviously show symptoms, but I grabbed a recorder and a list of questions and I sat down with her in a, in a boardroom and it it was great to try to save what I could, but I wish I'd done it 10 years earlier. Yeah. And, And then the other piece now is we open up a box of, of family pictures and, And there's no one to tell us who they were Mm. so we've got these family pictures and there's no one left to say oh that's you know that's aunt joe and uncle bob and and ah it's so it's so disappointing to to see this legacy of our family with no with no one left to to label it and tell it so i love i love that your son's having those conversations and creating not just memories for himself but but creating a recording that, that somebody else can, can find. And that's yeah. a whole different view of legacy um, mm. that, that we typically don't talk about. So really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell me about, about your business. Obviously you're, you're, you're helping business owners podcast helping who's your primary, who, who are you primarily serving and what are you helping them?
0: Yes. So two different areas. But one, I I think that if you're a company or a brand and and you don't have a podcast, you're leaving money on the table and you're leaving impact on the table. You're not you're not able to help people out if you don't have a podcast. I think everybody should have a podcast telling your story, talking about your brand, because the right people will hear that. And so the people that are most listening to my show, they're entrepreneurs. They're guys that are working the nine to five maybe they have a side hustle on that and they're trying to work their way out of that nine to five. And so I've been truly blessed to have some of the, the folks that have been on my show, like Ed Milette and Bradley and John Gordon to speak life into these guys. Right. And speak life to me as well. But I, I think that the majority of listeners are probably 70, 30 split male to female, but like, a lot of them are nine to fivers. Uh, a lot of them are, are nine to five, maybe wanting to work their way out. And and I was working the nine to five and having a W2 job up until the end of last year. And now just jumped full-time into um, insurance brokerage and, and doing podcasting and speaking full-time. So it's a, it's a new adventure for me this year.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. So, so let's talk a little bit about the, I mean, obviously the power of podcasting and, and, but uh, from the business side, like, mm. There's the telling your story, and and I think that's that's really important. Most business owners really don't dig into their story, right? They right. They, they they haven't articulated their origin story. Um, they're not telling relatable stories to their ideal clients because they haven't really dug into into who their ideal client is and how to tell the story in in the way that that their ideal client. Um, so I, I love story. I love those elements of story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love. I love the element of your story as well because the the, the thing I love to, to help business owners recognize is that you can change your story.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so yeah.
1: so changing your story, right? From yeah, from this broken family to to all of this history, right? So many people today get so caught up in in the past as if the past is what's got them stuck. Yeah. Right. And they're stuck in that addiction, they're stuck in that. You know the world's got to help me the world's got to save me somebody else has got to do it for me because i can't do it for myself let's talk a little bit about eric and and your wife making the choice to do Mm. something different and the power of that choice
0: oh man i love this It's, it's such a powerful you know choice and, and feeling when you step into your purpose, right? And, and when you're able to break away from the toxic relationships, the toxic environments, and that's not easy. I, I get that. Like, you know, uh, but if you want to make a change in your life, then you have to one, realize that you're and other people's opinions if you don't define your future and you can make a change at any point. And once you decide that you're stepping into making a bigger impact, but then you need to change the environment. So when I was doing drugs and alcohol and, and partying it up like crazy. I went and partied out, uh, partied on Easter 2004. And I woke up Easter morning after a night of partying, surrounded by probably 15 other guys. I was not walking with the Lord at that time. And, and for me, that's just a personal relationship. And, uh, you know, not trying to impose that to anybody. But for me, I felt God saying, dude, you're going down this path that's going to end your life if you don't start making some changes. Because I was deep into drugs and alcohol at that point. And a month prior, I had been invited to a church event by a random girl while I was working at Starbucks. And I think that was kind of the seed that was planted. But it was in that moment that I woke up that morning and I decided I'm giving my life to Christ and I quit cold turkey drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that morning. But to make that change really be like the strong foundation. I had to change that environment. I had to start hanging around people that were living the life that I wanted to live. So I replaced that party scene with guys that I found in the church that had great walks of Christ. They had great businesses. They had great marriages. And I started taking them to Starbucks way prior to podcasting. They just said, tell me about what you're doing today to be able to do what you do today. And that's how I was able to make some changes. But my wife and I together you know, she came from a little bit of a crazy home and we came from a crazy, I came from a crazy home and lots of divorces in our family. Six plus, I think, just between our parents alone. Right. Wow. And so we just said, you know what, we're, we're not doing that. And when we said I do, we meant it. And, you know, we've been married for 19 years this year and not every year is rainbows and sunshine. Like, <laughs> you know, like I some, do know. <laughs> <laughs> Some years are going to be a little bit rougher than others, you know, and you just stick with it. And you have this faith and belief in each other that, Hey, it's not me against you. It's us together. And there's going to oh, be friction at times. Right. And so it's so
1: powerful. Uh, so we need to stop on that because so many yeah. couples get missed this. Yeah. Right. So many couples are, are in this power struggle. Like, like it's, it's, it's me against him and him against me and, and this power struggle. And, and, one of the things that my wife and I share with people is that we committed to a journey together yeah. and it's her and I against the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I can proudly say we've been doing it for 32 years this year. That's awesome. Come and, on. That's amazing. And, and, and yet it shouldn't be right. Eric, yeah. your 19 years shouldn't be like extra, extraordinary, right? That should be like normal. Like, man, you're only halfway there. Like, come on. Totally. Like, <laughs> but yet, but yet, that's not the expectation now, right? Like, right. It is a surprise, and it and it's a shame. Uh, yeah. There's there's so many things in that. But but the first thing you really mentioned is your wife and you made a decision, and when you said "I do," it 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 wasn't to "I do" that we're going to have this power struggle. It's "I do." We're letting go of power, and we're right. shoulder to shoulder against the world. It's her and I against the world, and yep. and I think I think that journey, that destination knowing someplace, you know, knowing a purpose, right? Our marriage, our marriage is to to go on this journey together. And we didn't always know our purpose. Our purpose has kind of shifted and changed, right? I mean, for us, parenting was a temporary purpose, um, recognized that as a temporary job. And, and that was powerful for us because some parents can get so focused on their kids Mm -hmm. that they lose sight of their marriage. Yeah. But we always had this commitment that look, our marriage is forever. You guys are out of (laughs) here as soon as as you're able to be out of here. So I've got to be able to love your mom when you guys are gone. And, and, and so we, we really did some things a little different than a lot of people do because, because our marriage was first and the kids were second and Mm -hmm. some people can't handle that. They can't get that. They don't understand. Well, what, what about your kids? Your kids are like, kids are temporary. They're a temporary assignment. And, yeah. and helping, you know, that's a powerful choice um, to put your marriage first. And, yeah. and so few, so few make that commitment. So few mm. trust, um, trust that putting your partner first and And uh, so it's interesting. I, I love that you, you know, you're committed to the journey and you recognize that it's, it's her and I against the world. And we're going to, we're going to make some changes. We're going to do some things differently than our parents did them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Breaking the story, breaking the cycle and and rewriting the story. Yep. I I personally agree with you that Jesus is the most powerful way to do that. Yeah. Uh, Jesus can help you do it instantly. <laughs> and totally. And and the community around people that follow Jesus can you know empower you and help you make those changes and stay committed to those changes. Yeah. That's not to say that that Jesus is the only way to get those changes. He is the only way to salvation. Yes. He is the only way to a relationship with the Father.
0: Yes, and, I agree.
1: And and so I recommend Jesus highly. Like he's number yeah. 1 on my referral list. Yep. So
0: <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely.
1: <laughs> uh, and he's and he's definitely made my my marriage, you know, a lot of the a lot of the hard times in our marriage and challenges in our marriage, Jesus was the way we re- we we resolved them, right? Our commitment yeah. to the Lord, our commitment to the foundation that that he's laid in our life and, and the guidance through, through his word is really what we can go back to and, and figure out which one of us is out of alignment, right. Man, <laughs> out of huge. alignment with our values or out of alignment yeah. with, with our belief in, in Christ. And typically, typically, you know, his character traits show us where, <laughs> where we've gotten out of alignment and, yep. and, and give us the the guideline to get, to get back into that commitment. But For my wife and I to be committed to Christ and to each other has been very powerful in our journey.
0: It's so important. And I think, you know, my wife now is actually the girl who invited me to a church event when I was lost. You know, she said, hey, we've got a cool college days event down our church. You want to go? And, you know, I was depressed. I had no friends and she was good looking. Yep. What time do I need to be there? Right. Like that that was how I got invited to church. Right. Uh, And it just, you know, uh, yeah. 11 months later, we were married. And I think we just kind of both knew that, uh, this was the right, the white right path was ironically enough. We're actually both born at exactly the same minute, different days, different years, but the exact same minute, one forty-one PM on our burst of gifts. And, uh, but you know, when we got married, we didn't know what a good marriage looked like. We knew what we didn't want, but we right. didn't know what a good marriage looked like. Right. And so we spent the first five years, just her and I, we just went on like getting to know each other and like, how do we figure out this marriage thing? Right. And, and once we had been around the block and you know had some scuffles and stuff like that for within those 5 years like we were like okay now i think we're ready to start building a family right but we had to build that foundation first and it was really centered by christ and if, if jesus wasn't with us or in our relationship we wouldn't be here today and um man that that first 5 years for us was so important just for us to get to know each other on a deeper
1: level we'll be right back after this short break do you need an increase in revenue We help business owners find 100K in 90 days and create a roadmap for implementation. There's no pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit ownitcall.com and select a time that works for you. It's time for you to focus on doubling the 20% that creates 80% of your revenue. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Yeah. Well my wife and I had that happen to us as well but not necessarily intentionally. So Okay. <laughs> we were we we were we were trying and not trying kind of yeah. but um sure. but it was still 4 years before before we had our 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 daughter and and mm. uh and and there is definitely benefit to that.
0: Like, sure. It's
1: highly recommended to have the chance to build a foundation for your relationship. Um, yeah. It's certainly more challenging to do that with children and and but children aren't you know, aren't impossible. Everybody's, you know, my wife and I took our children to Columbia. We moved to South America for 10 years. Wow. And everybody always asks well, how do the kids handle this or how the kids handle that. I'm like the kids just do whatever we tell them to do. Like <laughs> they don't care. Like yeah. my wife, it's harder on us. Like we're used to, we're used to a lifestyle in the United sure. States. We're used to these other things. Our kids had no idea. Yeah. They didn't know. Yeah. They, never, they didn't see snow until they were 10. because of the timing and and because we'd come back on home on the summertime yeah and so so my kids hadn't seen snow like so what was normal for them is completely different than the expectations that we had sure it's funny we like people are like "Well, what do you about your kids my kids 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 are resilient like you and your wife are evident how how resilient children are yeah and and it's incredible you know i think god obviously has a special place in his heart for children and ultimately gives children within their minds and bodies, the ability to endure. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I, I mean, my prayer is that more of them can escape like you did and, and have the opportunity that somebody, somebody invites them to a new, a new opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I love that not only did she invite you, that you both, you know, experienced that together and then became husband and wife like that's yeah what a great story
0: (laughs) yeah it was it was fun you know it was uh i was definitely lost and you know looking back now and i mean i'm 19 years sober but it was like there was moments where i can look back go man i should have died at that point like jesus helped me through that for a purpose i've got a bigger purpose than i even realize right now right like there there's something that he wants me to be doing bigger than i ever thought of and, and that's what i'm stepping into really into this right this you know, time of the season of life right now. And, uh, man, definitely all glory to God for sure, man. Cause there's, there's moments where I don't think I should have made it for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I definitely understand that. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit more about this, this transition into owning your own business and, yeah. and, and doing it on your own and, and the freedom that that's giving you.
0: It's scary. Um, I I'll say that it is scary. I have always worked at W2 um, always had an entrepreneurial mindset, always had a side hustle. I've been waking up at 4 AM, six days a week for 15 years. And it allows me to have number one, the quiet time for myself and Jesus before my family wakes up. But number two, it allows me to work on my podcast, my side hustles. my, my I do, you know, user gen- content for, uh, brands and stuff like that, Those some of the products. So I do a lot of that in the early morning hours, I always had a w two, but I always had this entrepreneurial mindset. And unfortunately, you know, I think sometimes you're forced into full time entrepreneurship, and that happened to be my case where I got laid off with 500 people in the beginning of December of last year, and I was already planning on going into insurance part time, and I said, "Well, now we're just jumping into full time." So it was a definitely a scary transition, and still is, but I feel good about the team that I'm with. I think if you step into entrepreneurship full time by yourself, that is a a recipe for failure, right? So you should, you know. If you're gonna step into entrepreneurship full time, find a mentor, find a coach, find a team, right? That can help guide you. And I think that's where I failed in the past. I was trying to do it on my own, and I didn't have a good team around me. And I so I feel really confident going into this year, and already starting to see those wins and changes, just in me mentally, isn't that it, I don't have to ask for permission anymore,
1: right? Isn't it interesting how both the personal transition, right, finding a community, and yeah. now the entrepreneurial transition, finding a community is, is really, it's really powerful. Yeah. That ability to change from my old self to my new self, that ability to change from a W2 employee to an entrepreneur really does require the support of other people. Right. Huge. <laughs> and so that's, that's super powerful. I love that, uh, that you found some good communities to, to support you to, to, I mean, just to be around the people that believe it's possible, right? Rather than people, rather than the naysayers, because there's lots of naysayers. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I think if you're an entrepreneur and uh, you just should expect that there's going to be haters, there's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that are going to talk you out of your purpose. You know, I always revert back to Noah right? Like he's building this boat in the middle of nowhere. There's probably people that are talking him out of his purpose, right? But I'm glad that he listened to God and decided to build that boat, right? But like, you know, he he had to ignore the naysayers and the haters to make it where we're at today, right? I'm so glad that he actually listened to God. But you know, God said, bring your wives, bring your sons, bring their wives. He didn't say, bring your neighbors, bring your coworkers, you know, bring, bring your in-laws. Like, heck no, right? Like that was like, <laughs> he's... He's like, dude, just bring your wife, your son and their wives. That's it. Like, you know, um, and I'm so glad that he just was so focused on his purpose at that point, you know?
1: And yeah. And of course there's always the, the idea of following a purpose in spite of all the evidence, right? Like yeah, everyone looking around saying, it's not raining. It's not even cloudy, dude. Why yeah. are you building a boat in the middle, <laughs> <Totally>. of, middle <laughs> of nowhere? Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, hearing God's voice and, and knowing that that's what God wants you to do. And you wake up the next morning, you open your eyes and you're like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. (laughs) And yet when you follow through in faith and you, and you do take one or two steps in that direction, you start to recognize this is amazing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This feels, this feels amazing (laughs) in spite of, in spite of all of the obvious that it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have, this shouldn't have been this, right. This shouldn't have worked this way. And yet, and yet when it, When it starts working that way, you're like, how on earth? (laughs) And it's not anything to do with earth. It's it's God.
0: (laughs) Man, for me, every day is a gratitude day. I mean, Mm. I'm 44. So if I open my eyes, I immediately go, man, thank you, Jesus, for another day to see and hug and hold my family. Like, that's the first audible thing out of my mind literally while I'm making the bed right like so I'm stacking wins so I'm thanking Jesus for a day another day and then making my bed there's two wins already in my mindset so it's about being grateful and I think that's what really helps set the tone for the day for me personally is then immediately going into prayer and worship and, and it's really just a grateful prayer man God thank you for blessing me and, and giving give me the opportunity to have another day and and to talk with people I get to talk with and you know I think if people had more gratitude in the morning or even recognized that they're they're blessed like it would be a game changer for so many people.
1: Oh, well, I mean, obviously just our world is so bent towards negative, right? Like, Yes. Our minds are too. Like if, if, even if, even as believers, if we're left alone, we shift to the negative. We start thinking the devil's in every corner, around every corner and all, and, and unless you get around a group of, of positive people that, that really start to inspire and encourage you, but even, even the most positive of us can get smacked in the face and feel like, Oh, I'm all alone and there's no one to help me and then you know if you've got a community you can pick up the phone and you say man Eric man my brain is just going nuts and yeah stuck in this it's stuck in this rut and mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm trying to do my gratitude this morning and all I feel is yuck and yeah you know and that's a, that's the power of a community yeah, so it's huge your your legacy goal in helping people record their stories on podcasts yeah um, what what led to that what what what, what inspired you?
0: You know, there's a couple things. One, I started a, a, an MMA apparel company back in 2012, and I ran that from 2012 to about 2017. And I was just selling shirts like tap out back in that day, right? And then, but I wanted to not do apparel, but wanted to continue to be involved in MMA. And I started talking to MMA fighters and saying, Why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? That was the only reason that I started a podcast, was like asking them that question. And it kind of took off from there. And in 2018, while I was looking up motivational videos on YouTube, I came across a guy named Ed Mylett, And I was like, whoa, like this guy, he's, uh, he's interviewing, his alignments, his values seem to be aligned with me. I want to do what he's doing. He's interviewing just these amazing people. And so I started the, what is now the Eric Allen Show. And it was really just to like learn. Because I think if you were to go up to a guy like Ed Mylett or Bradley or Tim Story and say, hey, can I go pick your brain? They're going to say No. But if I say, hey, I saw you release this brand new book. I want to help you promote that thing. Can we talk about the journey that you did that? Oh, yeah, no problem. That's how I book all my guests is I you bring value to them, right? And so through this journey of legacy and podcasting, it's been huge. And just the conversations that I've had with you know amazing people and just been blessed to speak with so many awesome people that have impacted my life. But I think podcasting to help men especially – shared their story, is I bring people onto my show, and I really start from the beginning. The first question that I ask all my guests, no matter who they are, how big they are, is tell me about where you grew up and what was childhood like for you. Because I want my listeners to understand that even if it's David Meltzer who lost $100 million, or if it's a guy who just randomly is up the street and he's a good success entrepreneur guy, we all made choices to get to where we're at. We all made a choice to either succumb to the failures that we experienced, or we had this chase the lion mentality and we got out of that and we kept going and we were able to make an impact through that. And so really the podcast for me is like, Hey, I want to talk to amazing people who are going to make an impact. And I want hopefully that those stories to impact men and women that are listening to that, to go out and share their story. And it just starts this domino effect of world changers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is this interesting little space where, you know, if you and I called Ed Milet, (laughs) or uh sean whalen or any of those guys and said hey i want to yeah i got some coaching questions can we uh can we have a conversation they'd be like yeah it's 30 grand or right totally or or go (laughs) away and but you call them up and you say hey you know i've got this podcast love to have a conversation about your book or about your podcast or about this thing and they're like yeah sure (laughs) give you an hour of your time and you can ask any of those same questions that you want right. to ask, and so it's yeah. a it's an interesting little space that that uh, those of us that have jumped in and embraced it, um, have had some really amazing conversations with some really amazing people that we would have never met if right. we hadn't created a podcast and and started having these conversations. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, highly recommend if you if you if you even had an inkling of wanting to start a podcast, just do it. Like just yeah. make it happen. And um you know there's a there's so many ways, right? There's so many ways to, to do a podcast that yep. that you can you can jump into. Um but the bottom line is you can have great conversations with great people about great subjects <laughs> and you get yeah. to pick. <laughs> totally. So, yeah it's it's a definitely a, and and if you're in business like you said earlier it's absolutely Uh, a game changing necessity. Like it's your chance to build an audience. It's your chance to communicate and teach that audience and really nurture that audience to become your best clients potentially if you, if you've done it right. So, yep. Yeah. (laughs) So Eric, what's your biggest challenge in business?
0: Man, I think the biggest challenge right now is, is just continuing to make an impact. You know um, it, for me, it's also trying to figure out like, how do i plan my day as a full-time entrepreneur you you don't have it someone telling you what to do right and so the challenge for me is okay now i've got to kind of put some systems in play where i know exactly what i'm doing today and there's going to be things that are going to take me off that track i get that but like the biggest challenge for me was like okay i've been doing this nine to five now i'm full-time i've got to generate income so i can put food on the table what are my revenue generating activities that I can be doing throughout the day? And so the challenge for me was really like, okay, where, where's my priorities? Like, where, what do I put in first in the morning? And, and in the night, am I, am I still you know doing self-development and reading, which I do, like, but how do, where do I fit that in during the day, right? And so the challenge for me initially was like, how do we figure out the schedule so that we can bring in an income and make an impact at the same time? And also learning because it's a huge learning curve, at least for me of, Hey, how do we, you know, make an impact through insurance, and how do we build clients through the podcasting side? But then also, how are we growing as an individual, as a husband, as a father in my walk with Christ? Like, kind of putting that all together, that was the biggest challenge for me.
1: Yeah, uh, yep it's it's a challenge for most entrepreneurs, and yeah. and uh, our culture is elevated busy to the point of if they feel like they're busy, then they feel like they're doing stuff. And as an entrepreneur, busy can be a trap. Yes. That, that that doesn't pay very well
0: right totally <laughs> <laughs> i found that out the hard way
1: <laughs> oh, most most entrepreneurs do and, and the funny thing is when you let go of busy and 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 recognize that i can get twice as much done in half the time if i if i focus and, and yep. do the things that matter the most
0: yeah and exactly. then you let
1: go of some of the other stuff which is even better right yeah so so let's talk a little bit about the opportunity to protect your family in that right because mm. because getting busy figuring out a schedule but yet being committed to your wife and kids yeah um, you know I think most of us recognize that work life balance is just a lie mm. and and the expectation to to have some kind of balance in that kind of creates this separation right my work life's mm. over here my my home life's over here but as an entrepreneur they're really <laughs> They're really intertwined because I'm thinking about my business constantly. I'm, I'm worried about my customers constantly and I want to make an impact all the time. Yeah. How do I, how do I find this space or protect this space for my family?
0: Yeah. I think that that balance, uh, work-life balance is definitely a myth for sure. Uh, you know, I've been working from home since 2015 though. And so for me, I've always had this family intertwined with my business because, I go downstairs and I see my wife during the day. And this year in September of last year we decided to bring the kids home and do homeschooling. So now all of us are home all the time. And so I get to see my kids when I go down for breakfast or for lunch and and you know if I'm going down to grab coffee, they're all sitting there my wife is teaching them. So I'm trying to be like the ninja and sneak behind them right and not interrupt. But like you have to have this dedicated time where you're actually pursuing your family too. Like even as an entrepreneur, yes, there's times where you have to be away and you have to be taking care of clients. But I think you have to be intentional about spending time with your kids and your wife and growing that. Because if you're just growing your business, you're growing further away from your wife and your kids. You've got to grow both. And I was in a mentorship program for a year with some guys from a church that I was at. And one of the exercises that they talked about was it was a five for five. And what that is, is you should be when you're off work, five feet within, you know, five, within five feet of your wife for five minutes and ask her about her day. Don't say anything about your day. Ask her about her day and ask her what's going on and how you can help. And and then another buddy of mine said, do 15 minutes a day with each of your kids or with your kids together dedicate that where there's no phone it's just you whatever they want to do board games running outside like make sure that you're putting that into play on a daily basis now i try to do that i'm not perfect uh, but i try to be intentional about really spending some dedicated time with my wife and my kids every day and i think if you can figure out what works best for you so that you can put food on the table but then you can also grow the relationship with your wife and your kids that's huge that's where that work-life balance comes into play so to speak
1: yeah and and I think, um, I mean, I like the idea of harmony, but really I, I like the idea of presence because, yes, because all of us have been home since, you know, 2020 and, and you can be in the same house with your, your wife and kids and feel like, I mean, like literally I'm working in the family room. My wife's working in the living room. And, and for a while there, it felt weird to ask her, you know, so how was your day? What did you do today? <laughs> like yeah. we were 10 feet <laughs> apart, but right. yet, but yet there's an element of that, that, you know, she was obviously doing her thing. I was doing my thing. So there are things that we should talk about. And, yeah. and so there really is that element of presence, right? No phone, mm-hmm. no, no television, no other distractions, but I want to be present Yeah. Um, with my wife and then, and then with my kids, because, because that's the, that's when the real engagement, real engagement can happen. So, yep. All right, Eric, we end every episode with guests sharing their words of wisdom. So for those entrepreneurs listening, what would you share with them? Oh,
0: I think as an entrepreneur, we need to have this no quit mentality. And, and I think you're going to run into things where you're going to want to quit. You're going to run into things that are going to make you want to slow down and get distracted and get off of your purpose. And I always say to myself, I had to become a quitter. And we're like, what what do you mean? Well, I had to quit thinking that I didn't deserve success. I had to quit thinking that I didn't deserve a great marriage. I had to quit thinking that I didn't deserve money. I had to quit thinking that I didn't deserve time with my family. And so I had to become this quitter and and look at it that way. And I think as entrepreneurs or whatever it is that you're passionate about, don't quit on it. You're going to run into times where you're going to want to. But it's what pushes you through. I can tell you right now, like in 2024, I'm doing a daily challenge of 100 push-ups a day. And there's days where I wake up at 4.30 in the morning going, I don't want to do 100 push-ups right now. But it's because I've got this thing in my heart that I'm going to do that this year. and I'm committed to it. And so as entrepreneurs, we need to just commit to it. No matter how tired we're feeling, stick to those habits, stick to the discipline, and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, love that. Setting standards for yourself and then holding yeah. yourself accountable to those standards that you'll never grow a business if you only do the things you want to do. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, Thanks so much for joining me today. This has been fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, such an honor, Robert. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for tuning into this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. These aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful six or seven figure business. To support you on this journey, we're offering one of our most popular books, Fish Out Leads In, 52 Fresh Ideas for Lead Generation. You can download it free at enjoybizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert talks with Tom Beal, who's known worldwide as The Simplifier. He helps you reach your next level, regardless of obstacles or roadblocks that have prevented you from breaking through the plateau you've reached up to this point. Success is easy, like Marine Corps boot camp. Tom assists you in understanding that it doesn't matter where you came from or where you may be right now. There are steps you can take today which can lead to fulfilling your dreams personally and professionally.